Hello, NRL fans. Welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Nanofsky. Welcome to another off-season pod. Today, we are talking trades. So, obviously, we've had a couple of uh, trade and player swaps come through in the last couple of weeks. The big one, David Clemmer. Uh, going down to the West Tigers with Jackson Hastings going up the up to the Hunter, and another one for Newcastle with Chris Randall leaving Newcastle to go to the Gold Coast Titans and Greg Marzu coming back to play on the edge. And we've obviously seen it a couple of times now where these loan deals or swap deals come and can be beneficial for both sides. And I think we're going to be seeing more and more of it because teams are going to be able to see that you know you could lock up a player for a certain number of years in their contract, but if you have got the option to, if that player doesn't fit in your long-term deals or even your short-term plans, you can move them for a player and get something back in return. I think the Clever for Hastings, obviously on paper, Clever being one of the best forwards in the game on his day and Hastings being a bit of a journeyman coming back only last year. But when you look at the needs, uh, Newcastle have obviously a lot of good forwards already. So would they trade that for a number seven who has one of the more um, biggest receipt touches in the game in Jackson Hastings who can really control the team and have the ball in the hands for the majority of the game. I think then that trade evens itself out and even potentially goes a little bit in Newcastle's favour because that position of talent is just so much more um, harder to come by than the forward. So a very, very interesting one that I really enjoyed and it got me thinking. We obviously did this last season where we kind of made some fake trades and we did, you know, NBA, NFL style, you know, multiplayer trades, but just some straight ups, some straight up one for one trades um, that can, you know, benefit both sides, throwing in some big names here. So I brought three to the table and I try to pick uh, six different clubs, which we have done here. So let's talk the first one. The first one is the Gold Coast Titans will be trading with the St. George Illawarra Dragons. So obviously the Titans... Uh, I think have an issue of having Jaden Campbell and AJ Brimson such similar players on the same team. AJ's locked up for a long-term contract. Uh, you got Jaden Campbell, you know, obviously the young guy coming in on a better rookie deal compared to him. So let's say we're going to move AJ Brimson. Now, if that's a good player, you want to get something good in return. One position that the Titans do need, in my opinion, is a quality outside back, just an out-and-out through outside back that can win your game, you know, has some diverse skills that can carry over. So who needs a gun fullback? I know one team that doesn't have one, that's the St. George Illawarra Dragons. They've obviously got Tyrell Sloan. You could now think similar to Jaden Campbell, he needs time to learn and grow, but let's just say for the sake of this, Hook is the one there and Sloan just never gets a spot. Zach Lomax to the Gold Coast Titans, AJ Brimson down to the Dragons. It accomplishes a couple of other things. Obviously, number one for the Titans, we finally know that the true number one at the club is Jaden Campbell, and we can have Kieran Four and Toby Sexton in the half, Sexton to grow and get tutored by the old wise man in Kieran Foran. And you have, you know, a gun senator partner with. Brian Kelly, if you want that to be your center combination, or Aaron Shop on the other edge. Zach Lomax can come in, kick goals, and he is just that guy on the edge. He can swing the ball wide. He can do something for you. What does it do for the Dragons? Well, for the Dragons, all of a sudden now, you can put 
with Ben Hunt, AJ Brimson, that becomes a very dynamic one-two punch for that Dragons team that needs spark and needs points. AJ, you know, you might even say we can bring you into that six if you want to be a six of this club next to Ben Hunt who can really steer you and show you how to do that. So I think for both teams, they get something what they want. To me, the Titans is just as a surplus of a particular spot. It's a big money contract that you can move on. Obviously, bringing in Lomax, who is also on a big money contract, but in a position need. So that's the first one. Just a little taste tester. You know, two young guys, big contracts, nothing wrong with them playing, and you'd be happy to have them at your club. But if you're able just to go on positions of need or to get rid of surplus, a nice trade to start us off there. Let's go up a little bit here. So this one, the South Sydney Rabbitohs will be calling the Brisbane Broncos. Two clubs that are entering different portions of their rosters, let's say career-wise in terms of number of years to get to a promised land. You got someone like the South Sydney Rabbitohs who are really in a win-now mode and uh, you could argue that they should start to maybe think about the future. And you've got some of these guys in their reserve grades that just can't get runs right now because some of these older guys, they're taking the minutes. And that is definitely uh, a thinking for the player I'm about to put up on the board here. For Brisbane, they were in a great chance to make the finals last year, obviously, uh, and went away from them at the end of the season. But this is a team that, you know, with one vital piece can really take it to the next level and become a top two contender to get into the premiership race. So the Broncos are going to be sending Ezra Mam down to the Rabbitohs. I think Lachlan Elias would do would do a world of wonders maybe to have a, maybe half a season in first grade, potentially even a full season, just to really get the rigors of you know playing with the playing with the men and taking those hits. He did a great job last year. There was obviously a couple of times that Dragons game being one of those rule ones that stand out to go, he needs a little bit more time here. He's going to be a good player, but might need a little bit more time. So Brisbane sending down a young superstar uh, in the making down to the South Sydney Rabbitohs, Mayer and Walker together with Latrell Mitchell at the back. I'd love to see it. Who's feeding the ball to them for the Rabbits? Because in this scenario, I have got Damian Cook going to the Broncos. So, obviously, Damian Cook is about to re-sign a contract. He wanted, I think, a three-year deal. It looks like they're only going to offer him a two-year. Broncos could just go, hey, we'll give you a four, mate. Come up here. You've already played with Adam Reynolds. We're in win-now mode. You know, the next – we want to win a premiership in the next three years, basically, is their thinking here. So, they might eat an extra year on the contract just to make sure that they, they're in a position for the next two to three years to really go for a premiership. So, what does that do? I don't think – it. South Sydney lose anything by sending Damian Cook only because you're getting Ezra Mam, who potentially can be the cornerstone player. And if Cody Walker has only a couple of years left, you could have uh, you could have Lachlan Ilias and Ezra Mam as your halves moving forward with Latrell Mitchell. And then, guys, if you want to put Marzoulis in there or sign another nine, to me, it's just a win-win for both sides because Brisbane need a win now. I think Damian Cook is the type of player where no matter what he wants on the contract, if he doesn't want that three or four year deal, you just sign off and go, you know what? We might have to bite that last year, but it gives us the best chance because Hooker last year was pretty treacherous for them, obviously running through Jake Turpin, running through Billy Walters. This is a, this is the one of the best nines in the game at the peak of at the end of his prime, let's call it, peak of his prime, end of his prime. 
I think he would suit that playing style so well. That young forward pack that will be able to roll for roll forward for him, get on that front foot. I'd love to see Damian Cook on a, on a dry Suncorp every week, just really toweling up teams. And as man, him and Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker, I'd love to see it. So that's number two again. This one here, a little bit different than the first one. The first one was just solely on need. This one is a bit more future thinking. Can I win now? Can I extend my run a little bit longer? And just some of the opening of the partnerships that could open it up. The third or final one here is the blockbuster. To me, one injury created, well, really two injuries, but the one main injury to the star man here opened this up as a potential because all of a sudden now, there is a player who might be the second best fullback in his team. So it's going to be the Melbourne Storm calling the West Tigers. Ryan Pappenhausen going to Leichhardt. Adam Dewey going down to the Melbourne Storm. Now, this might seem silly, but hear me out for a second. The way Cam Munster finished the season in the number one jersey, it accomplishes a couple of things for him. One, it freshens him up. He's not in that offensive line all the time. He can move there if he needs to. He's one of the best defenders in the game, but it does keep him a little bit fresh. He's attacking ability where he doesn't need a kamikaze run into the line. Sometimes like a Ryan Pappenhaus, he can really just pick his moments and glide across field, have a bit more energy in the tank for later in the game. Taking nothing away, Pappenhausen on his day, we still know he's one of the best players in the game. Can Melbourne just really afford to be thinking about that right now? Because if you can put Munster at the back and then get Adam Dewey to put in the six next to Jerome Hughes, all of a sudden you have one of the more robust running big game halves in the game together with Jerome Hughes Adam Dewey, both sides of the field with Munster swing around the back with Harry Grant through the middle. It would give opposition's headache. And obviously, this is not taking anything away from Ryan Pappenhausen. He does that probably even to a greater extent. But if you're looking at Melbourne now, a couple of head knocks, a couple of injuries, potentially they're going, you know what? We'd like to have Adam Dewey here. We can get him into the halves here. Munster can, we can probably prolong his prime because he's going to be taking less hits at the fullback spot. What does that do for the Tigers? Well, for the Tigers, Adam Dewey obviously didn't play a lot of the season last year. There's been constant rumors that he, you know, potentially wanted to get loaned out last year or even looking um, at what else there is in the comp for him. If you could just take a swing and go, okay, Adam Dewey, you don't want to be here or you need to change your scenery, that's fine. Bring back Ryan Pappenhausen. He was obviously uh, with the Tigers first of all. And if you're the Tigers, you're just looking for home runs right now. Obviously, you've had a very, very good offseason with Appy and Papali'i coming over, with potentially John Bateman coming as well. There's all the rumors around Mitch Moses going there. If you could sign that off by then also having a guy like Ryan Pappenhausen at the back, all of a sudden that turns you from a team that's looking into the eight to all of a sudden a top four team. I really do think if you have Pappenhausen and Moses to this Tigers team, that is an easy top four Obviously, the coach is a big question, Tim Sheens. I'm not sure what you're getting from him at this time. But I just think that in terms of where Melbourne is now and what they're kind of unlocked, that end of the season really did unlock something in Cameron Munster. I think having the freedom to go both sides of the field, we obviously see when he is on parked on one edge, he does get a bit frustrated when the ball doesn't come if he sees something. If he can go around, just load across field, pick his moments, have two very strong ball runners, in Jerome Hughes and Adam Dewey, who he can kind of support off through the middle. I just think that that would be really, really entertaining 
uh, for Melbourne. And again, for the Tigers, you're just in your asset mode. You know, you you've been so you've been in this journey of you know you look at 2015 range, 2016, 2017. It's all about these contracts, these big, big bloated contracts that you're trying to get off the books. You finally get them off the books. You know, you've got a couple of young guys in there. You sign, do a couple of shrewd signings. There's some injuries. There's some letting some players go. There's obviously the coaching turmoil. You're at a stage now where you've obviously got Tim Sheens in for two years then Benji Marshall. So the coaching is going to be set. They're not sacking Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall will get an extended run. So all of a sudden now you're looking at the playing group. You've got off some of those really, really big contracts that you needed to get out of. You've got David Clemmer coming in now. You've got our oh, Papa Lee and you got Apicaris out. All of a sudden, the full pack is really, really good. If you can land Mitch Moses, if you can't, obviously a different conversation, Aaron, Adam Dewey becomes much more vital then. But if you could, whatever is in spin, do it in a Ryan Papenhausen and getting one of the more dynamic number ones. What does that do for Dane Laurie? Well, he can either switch positions or he becomes another trade piece itself. So it's definitely one where you look at all three of these trades, all six players, nothing wrong with their current you know, output and team that they're on, but having these clever for Hastings, these peachy for Staines, these type of deals, Randall for Marzu, it just opens up potentially what could happen for some of these clubs and players and a change of scenery, you know, a good swing. We've seen it in the NBA, the NFL, trades can swing titles. These are definitely sums that, you know, whether it's getting out of the wooden spoon race, getting into the top eight, the top four, or winning a premiership could go a long way into deciding those teams' fates. So that will do it, guys. I think the NRL trades is a nice little one to touch every now and again. I think, um, you know, I don't want to throw some out there that just make no sense, but, you know, if I might come in every now and again, drop a little three um, trade idea just to get it out there, we might do that heading in as we go through the off season. So thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day. We'll hear from you soon. Cheers.